0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A group of leading city centre retailers, hotels and business organisations have criticised the absence of a post-COVID plan for the future of Dublin's tourist trade. And the criticism has been compounded by the spate of recent violent attacks in the city centre. To discuss this, I'm joined by the CEO of the Restaurant Association of Ireland, Adrian Cummins and owner of Copper and Straw Cafe and Temple Bar, Stephen Kennedy. Adrian, uh, anecdotally, Dublin isn't a a welcoming place, a welcoming environment, an attractive environment for tourists. Is that anecdotal view correct?
1: Well, the Restaurant Association of Ireland conducted Red Sea research in the last week of July. A thousand people were surveyed. And the reality is that nine out of ten people don't feel safe coming into the city centre. I mean, that is not good for our city. And uh, I think we're at a point now where we need to stand up to the reality of what is happening on the ground. We seem to have assaults on a daily basis. And it's not good for Irish tourism. It's not good for the city itself as an image. And it's not good for business. And it's not good for a reputation. So we need to face that and we need to deal with it. Uh, we would welcome the 10 million extra uh, funding from the government for extra Garda resources. Now, when you look at that from the outside in, it took uh, an assault on an American tourist to get the 10 million. I mean, let's face face facts here. We shouldn't have to have an assault on a tourist to get an extra 10 million. I mean, that, that money should be coming to the Gardaí and we need to have more money and more boots on the ground, more uniforms on the streets, and so people have uh, feel that the, the, the city is far safer. And we need to have stronger uh, action in terms of those that have been uh, picked up in terms of assaults and crimes. We have to have a zero tolerance. You mentioned the impact that
0: it's having on businesses in the city centre. One of those, of course, is uh, Copper and Straw, the cafe in, in Tampa Bar that Stephen Kennedy runs. Stephen, what impact has the... um reduction of environmental quality, the increase in crime in Dublin, what impact has it had on your business, if any?
2: It's having a very serious impact, Anton. Um, I'm trading in Aston Key, which is on the corner of Temple Bar for the last ten months. I have another shop on Aaron Key, which is uh, beside the Four Courts, and the area around Aston Key and Temple Bar is particularly problematic. In the last couple of weeks, a group of twenty-five businesses and three resident organisations in the area have come together, and we're now working collectively to call for urgent action to tackle the high levels of open drug dealing and street crime in the area. It's continuous. It's absolutely relentless. Like what we see on a regular basis on Aston Key and Light Thread Temple Bar is groups of individuals dealing drugs on an industrial scale and then all of the problematic antisocial behaviour that goes along with that. Uh, as Adrian mentioned numerous vicious violent assaults and only a handful of those uh, make it as far as the media. Uh, staff are assaulted, our property is vandalised, uh, there's aggressive behaviour, uh, there was a gang fight on Aston Key not too long ago that made it into the news. You know, So all of this is having a huge impact as Adrian said on the image of the city, but crucially it's having a huge impact on uh, our ability to use and enjoy our city, on our ability to trade in the city, uh, and also on the quality of life of the large number of people who are living in the city centre. So we're very, very concerned about this. And, you know, as Adrian said, it's so unfortunate that a tourist has to be beaten to within an inch of their life for something concrete to be done about this. And the 10 million euro uh, Um, that has been allocated for additional overtime is welcome and it is a step forward, but it's a sticking plaster. It's a short term solution. It's not going to address this into the long term.
0: What sort of commentary, what sort of reaction do you get from patrons, from customers to the, the kind of open drug dealing that you're describing
2: to the kind of violence that you're describing? Well, it's absolute shock. You know, Aston Quay is a very busy street. You know, a number of airport buses um, stop on Aston Quay and some of those buses, their busiest stop is Aston Quay. Dublin Express take 1.7 million people in and out of the city centre to the airport every year and their busiest stop is on Aston Quay, right outside my shop. And their customers get off the bus and walk into our shop and their first experience of the city and like this is no exaggeration. their first experience of the city is witnessing an open drug deal in full view of everybody with no attempt to hide it because there 's no fear of being caught and then those drugs are being used openly on the street, so people are smoke- people have leaned into my shop to smoke crack pipes you know and that 's the type of thing that we 're dealing with all day every day and you know businesses and residents in the area like a level of frustration is Because we have been banging on doors for weeks, months and years trying to get this addressed. And, um, uh, you know, it's not being addressed in any meaningful way. Uh, So, like, it's great that it's in the media spotlight at the moment, but we really need... To uh, you know, put a lot of muscle, a lot of resources behind this particular issue because we're losing the city centre, and it's such a pity because the city centre is such a wonderful place. It has so much to offer. Uh, the city centre needs to have a heartbeat. The businesses need to be protected in the city centre. There are so many restaurants, cafes, galleries, parks that have so much to offer. Uh, business people who have poured their heart and soul and their lives into these businesses, and then. When When you see the the level and scale of drug dealing and street crime that's taking place outside your your door, it's just, it's very disappointing.
0: Adrian, can you shed some light on how we've gotten to the point where all of this happens in broad daylight without any concerns. I mean, from my own experience, because I, I commute through the city centre every single day, I have seen people literally collapse in the street in front of me from drug use. I've seen people shooting up in um, telephone boxes. I've seen street fights. I've seen the kind of drug deals that Stephen is talking about being just common. You can see there are people selling drugs to each other. If it is that obvious to random people walking through, how do we end up in a position where this isn't
1: enforced? It seems to me this is is post pandemic uh that there's an acceptability now in terms of of open drug dealing on the streets of dublin and open drug consumption correct and to me as a business representative that's wrong and i think we need to come down hard on it and there will be those that'll say oh you know we need to have more resources for those that have a drug addiction i agree with that but like if you're breaking the law, you're breaking the law. We need to make sure that there's tougher sanctions. Like we're at a point now where we need to take back control of the streets of Dublin. I think that needs to happen. And we need to have somebody that will stand up and be a leader. And now that is either a directly elected mayor or the mayor itself or politicians or somebody needs to stand up and be counted for this.
0: But are we setting the bar too low? Because whatever about the criminality that we're describing, whatever about the, the violence that yourself and Stephen are, are describing, the other thing is just the environmental quality of our capital city. It's manky. It's covered in graffiti. There's litter everywhere. It is, I mean, it would be very difficult to, other than the most expensive and salubrious parts of the city, very difficult to think I would like to invite a tourist in and say, this, this is Dublin.
1: Yeah, and just to go back to our research, 63% of respondents said that the Dublin is, is not clean. I mean you can see it, the streets are not clean. They're not clean in a frequency that is that should be for a capital city. I mean we have you know, I just give you an example, we have um, the All Ireland semi finals. I happened to go to the two hurling finals. The streets around Crow Park were filthy dirty on the on the Saturday. Again on the Sunday again exactly the same later. These are thousands of people coming up from predominantly from the country, to see a game. And this is the image that they're seeing of Dublin. That is wrong. We need to be, we need to have more resources, more frequency cleaning of streets, etc., etc. And we need to basically pull up our socks and show that the capital city is a pure, is a capital city that we're proud of. You seem to be um, getting a lot
0: of, of agreement on text. I'm a very proud Dubliner and I used to always love going into the city centre for shopping around and having a coffee. Since these awful recent attacks, I have not been in town for quite a number of weeks, which makes me very sad. But I'm nervous we need to take back our city. Another. It's not just the city centre. Dublin 17, where I work, drug dealers arrive 9am and they deal until 9pm. They deal 50 yards from a drug treatment centre. This is going on for two years. Crack cocaine and opioid pills are out of control. And if we don't get a grip of this soon, we are in serious trouble. Stephen, what about that wider issue of the quality of the environment in general? It's hard to point to any sections of our capital city and say you'd take the Pepsi challenge against a Barcelona or against any of the best Mm. European capitals.
2: Yeah, I agree. Like, we absolutely need to be doing more. And, you know, we require more than a policing solution to address all of the issues in the city centre. I firmly believe that we can solve this. You know, I'm, I'm optimistic about the future of Dublin, but action is needed now. And I think Dublin City Council have been absent in this debate and they need to take a much more proactive role in terms of uh, the city centre and particularly particularly from an urban planning and design perspective, like uh, a network of lanes run along uh, Tampa Bar and actually along both sides of the quays. These back lanes are, there's poor surveillance, there's very little lighting. Oh, and they, they serve as open gratuitous. latrines. Yeah, they do. But also, in, in addition to that, they provide an opportunity as an escape route for the very many drug dealers on the keys. And then they also offer a discreet place for people to use drugs. I have been told on multiple occasions that if we can work towards a tactical closure of those lanes, it won't address the issues, but it, will, it is certainly part of the solution. But really what I'd be saying to Dublin City Council is they need to take ownership of that particular issue. And actually, in the medium term, there should be a plan for those lanes lanes if you look in a number of uh, capital cities around Europe lanes are used very attractively uh, in terms of street art in terms of interesting lighting murals and actually they become a tourist attraction they become very busy areas and when there's people in an area that provides natural surveillance and that in itself becomes a natural deterrent to antisocial activity but those lanes have been allowed to just uh, deteriorate further and further and now actually They're a source of a lot of the street crime that's happening in in the city centre. So I don't put all of the blame on the guards. I really, really don't. The guards um, on the ground that work with us day in, day out are phenomenal. But at a strategic and at a resource allocation level, a lot more needs to be done, both in terms of the guardee and also in terms of Dublin City Council. And it is wonderful to see that the Assistant Commissioner now is beginning to engage Um, with businesses about this issue but we don't want a one-off meeting we want ongoing constructive engagement and we want action and serious action that's going to address this like more guards on the ground is wonderful it's effective and it's proven to be effective. But really what we're calling for is a, a cross-city response. So no one guard station on their own with increased resources can solve this problem. Guard stations working together in a targeted, coordinated way and that's strategic. And it needs to be separately resourced because the, the, the industrial scale of drug dealing that's taking place at the moment is so continuous that if we're competing with all of the other issues that guards have to deal with. Domestic abuse, protests, road traffic accidents. Um, their their attention is very very rightly being taken onto those issues, which means that there aren't enough guards on the ground to constantly disrupt the open drug dealing and the continuous drug dealing that's taking place. So a dedicated unit needs to be established to address this.
0: Adrian Cummins, CEO of the Restaurant Association. Do we have a problem beyond just uh, law enforcement in terms of planning around things like um, street architecture and facilities? Finn was was speaking yesterday about things like pedestrianisation that isn't pedestrianisation it's dumping stuff on what used to be a road if you go around Stephens Green Stephens Green the traffic is now guided by what looks like a temporary detour for a race it's been there for a year and a half and if you go around the top of Marion Square there are literally just effectively um, prefab style pallet construction outside the pubs lying on the roads it is a total mess and it's been there for a year
1: I agree with you I think I um think You know, I think we have a forum, which is the Dublin City Business Forum, where the business representatives from all the different sectoral groups uh, meet with the City Council and the Gardaí. And I think that has to be more utilised more so in terms of forward planning. Um, You know, the City Council needs to tell us what's their plan for the future. Show us what the plan is and get buy-in from the business organisations. It seems to me that you know, you might have a city council that's going off in one direction, but not, it's not aligned to what the city uh, businesses want themselves. Uh, I think, think there has to be more consultation directly with the representatives. Um, and that has to happen. Well, I
0: tell you, if the measure of reaction that we're getting is is any representation, it is an issue that clearly is aggrieving an awful lot of people. Anton, I'm from Dublin, born and bred. I live in Trim now, thankfully. I just spent a few days in Liverpool with my son, similar sized city, and felt completely safe. It was clean and friendly, reminded me of what Dublin used to be. Dublin planning has been dominated by one thing, getting cars off the road. Covid lockdown provided a window to accelerate some of this agenda. How long before antisocial behaviour of all sorts gravitates to those streets and areas and then will be difficult or impossible for guard the vehicles to access? Another. I now warn friends coming from abroad to under no circumstances wander around Dublin city centre. It is a dirty, dangerous, drunken, drug-infested dump. Another. Dublin is rough. The keys smell really strongly of urine and feces, as well as the streets being covered in vomit and blood. Dealers are everywhere. I'm a dub now living in Westport, and I hate going back, although I would love to visit without the cloud of danger and threat hanging over us. And case in point, I mean, the boardwalk along the quays, which was designed to be somewhere that would attract people to go out and look at the river, you're taking your life in your hands. I had an American staying with me. He said Dublin was the worst city he was ever in. Dirty, plus some youths taunted him when he was walking down the street. Uh, and more and more and more along those lines. I'm sure it's an issue that we will be returning to. Big thank you to Adrian Cummins, who is Chief Executive of the Restaurant Association, and Stephen Kennedy, owner of Copper and Straw Cafe in Temple Bar. Now, we'll give you an update.
2: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.